All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Monday, the Monday after Easter. I hope you had a blessed holy weekend, no matter your faith. It was a beautiful weekend here on the East Coast, warm weather on Saturday, time for family and friends. I was blessed, of course, to hang out with some friends at my cabin and with my wife and son, which always makes the weekend a whole lot better. And I hope it was as well for you. We've got a busy day. We're going to focus on the border predominantly today. We have broken two stories in the last 12 hours that really show the consequences, the incompetence, the illegality of what is occurring at the U.S. border. And let's start it off with something really big right now. Overnight, I was able to obtain some new orders, some new instructions that went to the Border Patrol across this country. And everybody is thinking that Title 42, the giant health restriction that kept the illegal migrant surge down during the Biden presidency, and quite frankly, starting with the Trump presidency, because President Trump imposed the order, that it's actually being lifted at the end of May and that the crisis is actually going to be in May. But that is not true because the new orders that were given to CPB officers this weekend, effective this Thursday, April 21st, there are now mass exemptions, mass excuses to allow illegal migrants in now in violation of Title 42, basically to eviscerate Title 42 before it is officially lifted. And I broke this story overnight, was able to see a copy of this memo, and it was a fairly clear instruction of what was going on. Let me just read you some of the words. And first off, the classes of exemptions, exceptions are so large that basically anyone they want to let in, they can now let in. Here's, here's what the memo says. Factors weighing in in favor of an exception include the following, a physical or mental illness, disability, pregnancy, lack of access to safe housing or shelter in Mexico, or an indication that an individual has been threatened or harmed. And oh, by the way, if you're coming as a group and only one member of your family meets one of these criteria, the whole family gets in. Basically, Title 42 has been eviscerated a month ahead of time as a result of these instructions and orders that were given to the Border Patrol. There are about a half dozen border entries where they're going to allow this to occur. 
And they actually talk about their goal, which is to get as many people in the country as possible. How do I know that? Because it told the Border Patrol to work with the advocacy groups and the law firms that are trafficking these illegal migrants deep into the country. And here's a quote, field offices and ports of entry should continue to work with attorney advocacy groups currently submitting Title 42 exceptions to increase the number of individuals processed that they identify. Do you hear that? Increase. They want to grow. They're actually trying to put pressure on the system. The goal is stated in the memo. When they tell you they're not trying to do this, they are lying to you because this memo makes it absolutely clear. That's the first story we broke, okay? And in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Mark Morgan, the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection Agency. He predicted this moment was coming. He predicted it a year ago on the show. He's back to tell us just how bad it's going to be. But I want to remind you of a second thing, because this also goes to the border. Joe Biden ran in 2020 and saying, I can be more competent than President Trump. We can make big government work better. That was his promise. That's what he got elected to, to be competent, to be non-dramatic, to get things done. Well, as we know from so many of the failures of his administration, particularly Afghanistan, that competence went out the window. It never maybe existed, but it certainly hasn't been visible or executed on so many of the major parts of his presidency. But here's the thing that I think will get you shocked. So we know, because the president was saying he would do so, that there was going to be a surge at the border. We know that they were saying that they were planning for it. This surge occurred during the middle of a major wave of COVID last year in 2021. So you would think the Biden administration had a plan and executed a plan and had some competency around the plan for the border surge that it was unleashing on America. But you would be wrong if you thought that. How do we know that? Today, just an hour or so ago, John Solomon here broke this story. I broke this just a little bit ago. The Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General, the chief watchdog for all things Homeland Security, said that Joe Biden's administration bungled the COVID testing. They failed to test most migrants that they took into custody between April and September of last year. It only looked at a six-month window and saw mass failure. Not only that, they bought all these hotel rooms, some as much as $300 a night, They wasted $17 million on hotel rooms that never went to the migrants. They rented it, didn't put the migrants in the hotel. Your tax dollars blown out of hose and into a garbage can. You might as well just done that and saved all the aggravation and extra work. So the IG sharply criticizes the Biden administration, saying that it wasted millions of dollars. $17 million is the estimate. But here's it. They also, this is a direct quote, they were putting migrant families and the outside population at risk of contracting COVID-19 because they weren't testing the people they were bringing into this country. A direct, direct criticism of this president. He put public health at jeopardy, according to the independent nonpartisan watchdog at the Department of Homeland Security. Two big stories broken out, one after the other on Just the News. That's why you check Just the News often. If you come back every few hours, hopefully we have something new for you. If you've got the app, it'll alert you when we've got big stories. That is also really worth checking out on a daily basis. 
All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Mark Morgan, the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection Agency, followed by my good colleague here at Just the News, Greg Piper. He is the man that covers cancer culture better than any journalist in this country. He, on a daily basis, is breaking stories about cancer culture, about suppression of evidence in the COVID-19 pandemic by our government agencies, the CDC, the NIH. And he is really on the free speech and there's very few people that cover it as well as him. He's had a slew of recent rulings about free speech on campuses. Here's a funny thing. There were a lot of professors, a lot of students that were squished. They had their right to free speech suppressed. They're increasingly winning in the courts. Time and again, the courts are saying, you know what? That professor, that student, they were wrong. You can't censor free speech on a college campus. That's what the courts are increasingly beginning to say. Big rulings. We're going to have him bring us up to speed on all of these very important decisions in just a few minutes. All right, let's take that first commercial break. When we come back, first up, Mark Morgan. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. 
jump into the ring here, you're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So glad to have this next guest on. He is one of the sagest, most wise voices when it comes to all things law enforcement, but particularly the security of our southern border. Joining us right now is the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Patrol Agency, Mark Morgan. Mark, great to have you on. John, as always, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. When we need common sense and we need to talk about this border, we know who to turn to. You've been warning us that this moment was coming, this lawless moment. We now really have a lawless border, 221,000 crossed this uh, past month. And even though we're thinking Title 42 is uh, a month away, we've learned this weekend here at Just the News that they're already exempting most migrants uh, so they can come in early, even before Title 42 is there. What What is your analysis of what's going on right now? Yeah, so John, I saw the report, and this is something we Early on, when the talk started of any Title 42, we said, hey, look, we've heard us talk, oh, oh, there's going to be this this tidal wave, this tsunami once Title 42 ends. Well, first of all, let's put in context. The, the tidal wave and tsunami came 14 months ago. We're, we're already well past the surge. We're already in the middle of a catastrophic crisis on our southern border. Title 42 is going to be, to, to steal John Kennedy's words, it's going to be like the Titanic crashing into the Hindenburg. So, so make no mistake, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're already in the crisis. And this is something we said, too. As soon as we started hearing the numbers, you know, from, you know, 18,000 a day and et cetera, you know, myself and other patriots like Tom Holman that you know well, that knows of the well, said, hey, look, right, they're, they're already going to start implementing policies to, to start increasing the numbers that they could take now to try to lessen that, that insanity that they're predicting once Title 42 goes. Look, we're already hearing the numbers are, are almost 9,000 a day. Mm. So this recent story that they're expanding the exemption to Title 42 now comes as no surprise. Yeah, and it's any way they can eviscerate the law, right? They're, they look for any way to keep the you know the laws on the books and just make them irrelevant. At what point do the courts realize that their orders, that their prior rulings, like keep, uh, remain in Mexico, that they're really not being followed, that, that really they're thumbing their noses at the courts? Is that moment, that moment of contempt perhaps on the horizon? I think it is. Look, let, let's take that. So, so uh, MPP, the Remain in Mexico program, as we've got the numbers, of, for example, over 220,000 in March, they only enrolled a couple hundred in the Remain of Mexico program during that same time period. A couple hundred, John, while they apprehended 220,000. And let's not forget, the majority of those that they're enrolling in the Remain of Mexico program are single adults. Single adults from like Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. Yep. They're not even families, which is what the Remain in Mexico program was designed, the loophole to address and close down. You grab a kid, make a family, and it's your uh, a free passport in the United States. So they're not even applying the, the uh, Remain in Mexico program to the demographics it was designed to. It's all a joke. The, and the only bad part about the joke is it's increasingly making the security situation at the border yes. unmanageable. We had Brandon Judd, and we had a couple of 
officers we talked to, and they talked about being totally defeated, like they can't do anything that their job is supposed to allow them to do. What is the mindset of those? Or they must be just heartbroken knowing that they're not enforcing the law, they're actually helping to break the law right now. Yeah, that's it. That reminds me of, of a, a, a quote, a, a 26-year veteran, 26 years is getting up every single day, putting that badge in his chest and going to the front line, protecting our nation's border. He said one day he was getting dressed as he always does, looking in the mirror, making sure his uniform squared away as most Border Patrol agents. And he said it, it kind of hit him. It, it came just like a, a, a rushed over him when he looked in the mirror. And he said, you know, I realized I'm actually part of the largest federal smuggling organization in the world. Wow. Think about that. That's, that's coming from an agent. And he said, he said the organization that he spent 26 of his years of his life that he's proud of, he was no longer to be proud of. And here's why, though, John, because let's just like Brandon and other agents, they know because of this administration, our borders are wide open. We've literally handed over operational control to the cartels. It's way beyond the millions that have, have been smuggled in this country, right? It's about the drugs pouring in, the gang members pouring in, the criminal aliens pouring in because our borders are wide open, and the increased tornado national security threats and vulnerabilities. These agents know it as they're being pulled off the line to be nothing more than a travel agency for illegal aliens. Our borders are wide open and unsecure and our country's every aspect of our public health, safety, national security is being jeopardized. The agents know it. That's why they're demoralized. Yeah, no, yeah, you can. It's palpable when you talk to anyone who's currently yep. in the border patrol. You can instantly tell what's going on. There is... Uh, a new IG report that just came out today from the Department of Homeland uh, Security. Uh, this president promised, in fact, his his promise when he was running in 2020 was he would make government more competent. We're going to rely on government. And it's going to become more competent. This DHS report eviscerates the competency of the Biden administration's early response to the uh, migrant surge, which, by the way, it created. But it said they weren't testing people for COVID-19. They were actually putting public health at grave risk by failing to do so. And they rented millions of dollars worth of hotel rooms to put migrants in that they never even used. They rented and basically gave away free checks to these hotels. Uh, your thought about the failure to execute the basics of, of, uh, of dealing with the, uh, a surge that the administration itself created. Well, they did. So make, make no mistake. This is by, by intent. So they opened our borders and, and intentionally created and facilitated a, 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 again, a catastrophic crisis of the southwest border that we've never seen in our lifetime. But they didn't even execute their strategy effectively, right? They can't even execute their open border strategy. And the contract is, is, is pretty large, $87 million, John. Yeah. It was in 87. And here's what's important. It was a sole source contract, which I'll talk to you uh, just a bit in a second. Yeah. And what the IG said is of the $87 million contract, at least, at least $17 million was just wasted. They actually paid for hotel rooms, which, by the way, some of them they were paying over $300 a night. How many wow. American families, when they travel, stayed at a $300 yeah. night hotel? But many of those hotel rooms went vacant. They still had to pay for it. And, and listen to this. Besides the waste, fraud, and abuse, also, what, what, there is information out there that, that a senior political appointee in the administration is connected to the company called Endeavors, who actually got, yeah, wait for it, the sole source court contract of $87 million, and they're about to get another one, and there's this connection. It's unconscionable. It's unreal. 
If you were going to unleash the border, which clearly Joe Biden had every intention of doing, wouldn't you at least get the response right? So because you're in the middle of a pandemic, the idea that they couldn't even test people at the border for COVID, that they couldn't make use of the hotel rooms they were they were renting. What does it say about their preparation for this moment? Well, I, I, I think what it says more, John, is, is their priorities. Right. Their priorities is to get as many illegal aliens in this country because it's disgusting, but because they see a perceived political benefit. And, and, and again, our country's public safety, uh, health and national security be damned. Right. That that is what we should be focused on. I mean, we, we haven't talked about we, just briefly the number of gotaways. Look, March alone was over sixty seven thousand gotaways in the first 14 months of this administration. There's been over seven hundred thousand gotaways. Mm. That's larger than the entire population of the state of Vermont that have broken our country, evaded apprehension are now in every town, city and state. And there are rapists, murderers, pedophiles and aggravated felons among them. Just 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 uh, today, a report came out that over twenty three illegal aliens on the FBI's terror screen and database were apprehended. Yet you never hear this administration mention the gotaways or the number of individuals on the terror screening database. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is scary. I know there were 23. If I remember the story we did a couple months ago or uh, two months ago, 23 known uh, terrorists or suspected people on the terrorist list um, that were uh, that were interacted with. <laughs> How many we don't know that didn't. Um, if somebody wanted to create an attack, Iran, North Korea, one of our enemies right now, they'd have an easy time getting across the border, wouldn't they? Oh, easy time. Look, and that's a very important. We know that Afghanistan has once again turned to a, a terrorist operating base. And the terrorist organization in this world, their commitment is unwavering to do harm to the United States, both abroad and here at home. They have to look no further, John, than our southwest border to see one of the largest vulnerabilities we have. And and look, the 23 on the TSDB that we know that we got, how many are among the 700,000? And another thing we never talk about is the illegal aliens, we call them SIAs, from special interest countries. Right. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're in the thousands. But this administration, the mainstream media does not talk about the national security vulnerabilities at all. They pretend like it doesn't exist. And they pretend like somehow you could be for border security and for illegal immigration. That's just a lie. They're they're interconnected. You open your borders up to illegal immigration, you're pulling resources off the line, you're opening our borders up to the vast set of threats that we face. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And when you talk to people in the FBI like I do and uh, downstream in some of the big police departments, NYPD, other places, they are just sitting there with an apple in their throat saying, it's going to happen. At some point, it's going to happen. We're going to have something big happen here because we've lost control of the border. What are the solutions for those who uh, are sitting there saying, listen, there are laws on the book that this president isn't following. Are, is there an epic lawsuit? Is there an intervention by the courts who it must be apoplectic that none of these um, rulings on like Remain in Mexico are being enforced? What, what are the levers that people who are really concerned about the security situation, could, they could still pull to try to box in Joe Biden? Yeah, look, I, I still think more attorney generals, more than just, you know, uh, the, the few that we've had. You know, obviously, Texas is leading. Uh, Florida is there. But, but we need more uh, uh, AGs to, to, to join in these lawsuits to push back on what I also believe is not just unlawful, but unconstitutional activity. I really believe we have a constitutional crisis here, John, as well. I believe the Constitution is very clear. It's called the Guarantee Clause. That, that, that the federal government has the responsibility to protect its 
states protected from threats from outsider borders. I believe this administration has abdicated that responsibility. We need to start talking more about the constitutional remedies and how states can protect themselves and do more against what this administration is doing. Yeah, it seems like Arizona's right at that cusp. I mean, not the current governor, but you've yep. got an attorney general, Mark Burnovich, who says the constitutional standard has been met. And then you've got the yep. leading Republican gubernatorial candidate, Carrie Lake, saying on day one, if I'm elected, day one, I declare there's an invasion and I send the militia down there. Do you think we're going to see that happen in the next six to eight months? I think so. Look, I think you just brought up one of the states. So if, if everything aligns in the state of Arizona, I think that's going to happen. Look, the, the, the AG there has, has already said that, that it, what's happening, and I agree with him, has, has met the intended design of our forefathers of the Constitution and when and how and what rights the states have to protect themselves. You have a potential governor saying she agrees. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take an AG that believes the legal analysis and burden has been met. And then, a, then a, a governor who's actually going to act. Now, I know, look, the same thing, the same discussions is, is happening in Texas. Texas and I sure. think the same discussions are happening in other, well, other areas as well. I, I think it's, I, I it's going to come to a head. I do think you're going to see this hit the courts. Yeah, it feels like it's, it's heading in that direction. And that will be a historic moment. Think about that. Our own states having to f- protect the United States because the federal government has failed to do so. It is, it is mind-boggling. I want to ask just one last question because uh, Texas has had, it's a symbolic action, but it's made quite a, a stir here in Washington, taking a few busloads of the illegal migrants that were dropped into their state and dumping them on the door in D.C. Your thoughts about the symbolism and the effectiveness of that of that move by the governor? Yeah, so, so, so John, I think you hit it. It's symbolism. Look, the, the, the governor's goal by doing this was never to, to drastically uh, immediately change the flow, right, right, right. Um, of what was happening. That wasn't the intent. The intent was symbolism, just as you said, right? To one, to, to keep it on the forefront, to keep this discussion and dialogue going among the American people. And it's working because we're talking a lot about it. The other one, I think, uh, again, to go along with the symbolism and also messaging to the White House and, and the Capitol, including the Republicans. Look, John, you and I talked. There are still many Republicans the past 14 months. Where have they been? Yeah. They've been on the sidelines. They've still been in the shadows. They need to step forward with a strong, aggressive foot forward to call this administration out, to demand that they reverse course and secure our borders to protect this country. So I hope there's some Republicans on Capitol Hill that when seeing those buses and those illegal aliens being dropped off, I hope they realize, hey, you know what? It's time. I- I've got to step up. I've yeah. got to be heard. So I-, I think it's been effective. Silence is complicity in this moment of crisis. I think a lot of people are beginning to realize that. Mark, it's always an honor to have you on. You always call balls and strikes just like they are. And uh, you were calling this moment a long time ago. You were one of the first voices to see where this crisis was headed long before others recognized it. And for that, we're really grateful. You bet. Thanks, John. Have a great day. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Big thanks to Mark Morgan for those very insightful words. We're going to come back after the break with none other than... Greg Piper, my colleague, the great reporter here at Just the News, right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. 
That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back. As promised, my great colleague, one of the great journalists in this profession, one of the few that covers cancer culture and free speech like he does. Joining me right now from Just the News, Greg Piper. Greg, great to have you on. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you. I know you're out in the field. It's a little, little noisy out there, but it is exciting because you're always breaking stories that others in the media are missing. And we had a big story that moved this morning. Uh, university, a university agreed to pay a professor $400,000 for forcing him to use preferred gender pronouns. Pretty big moment in the free speech debate on college campus. Tell us a little bit about it. This is a, a legal dispute that goes back a few years. A professor named Nicholas Merriweather, uh, who uh, uh, often teaches contentious issues in his philosophy class. Um, uh, one of the things they discuss actually is uh, gender issues. Um, one of his students actually uh, identifies as transgender and, and requested to be addressed by female pronouns. Uh, he said, I'll call you whatever name you want, but I can't call you uh, these pronouns. They would be violating my conscience. Uh, so uh, his university said, you need to do this. Uh, or eventually we'll fire you if you keep acting like this. You can't simply call a student by name and call everybody else by their pronouns. Um, So he went to court. Uh, He got a very favorable ruling out of the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, um, basically saying that this amounts to a what what they compared to a a a McCarthyite law um, uh, against political subversives, and that it cannot tell him uh, what what to say in the classroom. This is considered basically um, uh, classroom instruction because he's doing this in the context of his teaching and saying not only is this my religious belief uh, but this is also how uh, how, I, how I run my class I uh, teach students to um, to ha- have the, have these kind of open debates here and, and especially uh, I, I address them uh, you know according to truth that's what we're all here to discuss um, so uh, the settlement that he just got came more than a year after this uh, this ruling came out. Wow. Uh, it includes a, a, a big cash payment, $400,000, as he said. Um, and it cannot force him to uh, say any given pronoun at any time. He gets to choose when and how to do that. Uh, it's, it is a, a pretty big deal uh, as far as these things go, but it is limited to the public university context because uh, this, this is a core First Amendment issue. Right. Yep. So it has to be a government-owned or public university to do it. But pretty amazing ruling and 
pretty substantial in the sense that there's a lot of wiggle room to this. There's a pretty strong declaration that the, the professor has the right for free speech in his own domain. I, I found it really, really remarkable. While that's going on, there's an interesting other story you broke last week that people are still talking about uh, on the free speech front. And that had to do uh, with these new surveys that seem to suggest that those who advocate free speech are authoritarians. Tell us a little bit about what's going on there, the sort of counterculture efforts that you're uncovering every day with your reporting. Right. Uh, these are going on across the country, especially in places with Republican legislatures that are trying to get a sense of how free people feel to speak uh, on, uh, on public university campuses, specifically uh, students, faculty, staff. Uh, and so uh, uh, they're, they're passing laws and um, their state education systems are uh, distributing surveys. Uh, typically anonymous surveys, they may ask for some demographic information so they, they can uh, kind of delineate, they can filter uh, who feels what. Uh, asking, do you feel comfortable to speak on campus uh, uh, for students? Do you feel like uh, your professor is going to grade you down if you express a, a viewpoint that's considered unpopular? Uh, especially for faculty, uh, do you feel that your, uh, let's say your prospects for tenure are going to be harmed if you express heterodox beliefs? Um, uh, do, do you feel your, your department's kind of on your side in these disputes uh, when, when someone says they said something that hurts my feelings? Um, and so this is less popular and sometimes out, met with outright hostility uh, by uh, uh, large faculty groups uh, in, in the case of Florida, where there's uh, one of these laws. Uh, a faculty union actually went to court to try to stop this survey from being distributed because it, it said it would it would have a chilling effect on campus. Right. That we, we know what this uh, the purpose of this is. And it's to basically create a pretext for Republican lawmakers to crack down on us by uh, basically inventing a, a free speech crisis on campus. <laughs> and the, the judge in this case decided they'll give them a, a chance to articulate this. They don't really have good evidence for now, but the judge said, I'll, I'll give you some more time to look at it. Didn't dismiss the case. But the survey actually got distributed. Um, uh, it was a week-long survey. Uh, online, anonymous, uh, there is, there's no tracking. The sponsors have been very clear about that. They are not going to use this to try to single anybody out, but simply to get an, an overall ag, uh, aggregated handle on uh, what is the free speech climate, just like lots of universities uh, do campus climate surveys for things like do, do students feel comfortable reporting sexual misconduct? Uh, are, are there racial hostilities? Universities do this kind of thing all the time. It's just that this is in, in the case of is this an intellectually diverse environment and do people perceive it that way? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. There, there was a, another uh, dispute over this in Wisconsin, uh, the in, uh, Wisconsin University system that actually led a chancellor to resign. Um, he didn't like being told he had to do this particular survey. He, he kind of felt boxed out. And so this created a pretty big hubbub uh, there. Um, but the, uh, uh, the, the regents uh, stood pretty firm here and said, we think this is, uh, this is a good thing to do. Uh, it, we're not going to tell schools how to do it. It's just we want to know from each individual campus what the climate is as, as people themselves perceive it. It's just remarkable what's going on. And you're seeing that now, I think, an effective resistance to some of these leftward crazy things that have been going on and the courts seem to be ruling somewhat favorable. I want to go to one where there was a major, Oberlin has been in the news about a lot of things, Oberlin College. It's kind of, I think you said, a Midwest hotbed of progress, progressive activism. I think it's a great description. Students in the university got together and they sort of defamed a family-owned baker, called it racist, uh, claimed it of racially profiling and discriminating. Uh, they couldn't back up their claims and a uh, court has upheld a $31 million judgment. The university has to pay this 
bakery uh, a, a big warning that if you're going to take on cancel culture, I think there could be a price if you turn out to be wrong. Exactly. Uh, this this uh, uh, litigation has been going on quite a while. It got a lot of attention at the time because it, it, it started as just kind of another run-of-the-mill uh, campus activism uh, uh, effort to basically ca- call out what they saw as racism. The problem is they targeted an off-campus bakery that's very, very much loved in the community. It's been there for 100 years. And basically he said, because this bakery tried to stop a few of them from shoplifting uh, and, and the students who, uh, who were doing this were black, this was actually racism. Uh, they went beyond simply saying you're racist and they made some fairly specific factual allegations, including that this bakery has a history of racial profiling right. um, and that uh, try, uh, tackling somebody who's shoplifting is actually an assault. So uh, the, these are not necessarily in the realm of opinion, as the court saw it and as the bakery saw it, um, but the, these are actual defamatory statements. Um, and because the university, uh, or Overland College rather, uh, actually facilitated this uh, defamatory activism, uh, uh, helping students basically to, to distribute flyers, making these claims, uh, uh, actually cutting off a school contract with a bakery um, in response to students call, calling them racist, uh, and, and really kind of tarring this, uh, this family's reputation that's been a pillar of the community for 100 years. Uh, this did not play well uh, uh, for an Ohio jury, and they actually uh, returned uh, a verdict, a damages verdict, that exceeded state law. The judge actually had to bring it down to be within state law, uh, but also approved uh, millions of dollars in attorney's fees. So the bakery or the, the college now is stuck with a $31 million bill uh, that's now been upheld in appeals court. Um, this really freaked out a lot of other colleges because assisting students doing this kind of activism is not really an unusual thing for, right. uh, for administrators. There right. are a lot of administrators. This is what they get paid to do. And it's, it's probably going to throw some, some caution to them to actually look at what are the claims being made before we jump on this bandwagon. You know, let, let's be deliberative. Let's actually look at what the evidence is for what they're doing. And while we won't tell them what they can't say, uh, we are not going to be so eager maybe in the future uh, to uh, to try to try to amplify them, to try to give them an even bigger megaphone than they already have. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it. It's a um, a warning. And listen, all of us who are in journalism have known this, right? If you're going to say something, you got to make sure that you have a factual basis for it. And I think that's uh, now a public institution. Uh, Oberlin College has clearly been put on notice that you you're responsible. You help students smear someone, and there's not the basis for it. It's going to be costly pretty quickly, pretty remarkable. Greg, it's always fun to watch what you're doing. Every day you're on this beat, and I think you've created a really unique form of coverage, not only for Just the News, but for the whole country. What should be, just one last question, because I know you're busy, you're out in the field. What should we be watching for over the next few weeks? Where, where are some of the synergies? Obviously, Twitter and uh, Elon Musk seems to be the big thing everyone's paying attention to right now. What I would look at is uh, is probably going to be a little more under the radar. It's it's really how uh, uh, how universities, especially their their governing boards, trustees, and regents, uh, respond to to some of these legal efforts. Do they want to try to put in put in place uh, 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 formal rules to govern, especially how uh, how administrators uh, respond to what students are doing? To, uh, to how, how faculty uh, are, are acting in the classroom when it, when it comes to what, what kind of uh, pressure their students are under to kind of conform to, uh, to an orthodoxy or, or even from their, their own colleagues. There, there's a lot of interest, especially from Republican legislatures, on uh, making sure that, uh, especially unpopular viewpoints on campus, which tend to be more, more conservative, but also just liberals who don't fit the mold, uh, ma- making sure that they are treated the same as everybody else. They're not subject to these kind of mobs that come in 
and, and try to take them down. A lot of this is at the, de the departmental level um, in, in uh, let's say, trying to treat people a little differently or hedge what they can say or, or especially ginning up a context to try to try to punish them or get them out of the classroom. I yeah. think you're going to see a lot more legislative activity going after this. And it's going to be more court fights because they're going to get challenged in court immediately. But I think that's going to be the future there. Uh, one more thing that I'm really interested to find out more about, and I'm doing a little of this right now, is to see how uh, insurance plans are responding to this. Because once you get some of these you know, tens of millions oh, yeah. of dollar judgments around, uh, insurers might take a closer look at, at what's going on and maybe increase the premiums that a school is going to pay, given all this litigation now, uh, much of which is entirely avoidable. Yeah, that is a good thing to be watching for. That's why we have you on the show, so people can look ahead and get a get a head jump on the news that's coming over the horizon. Greg, we love what you do. It's always an honor to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to wrap things up in just a second. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. So grateful you can join us. A big thanks to Mark Morgan and to Greg Piper for joining us the morning after Easter. A lot of us are still kind of getting out of the holiday swing and in, but not these guys. They were on the front lines working this morning for you, breaking news, giving you updates that so few people can get in this world. We're so lucky to have such great reporters and great experts like Mark Morgan to join this show as often as we do. It's a blessing every day that they do. All right. Now, before we go, before we get rolling, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our many great partners in this country. We have so many great people supporting John Solomon Reports and the Just the News platform. And one of them are my good friends at American Financing. Why do I say that? Because we're in a moment of rising interest rates. You're probably thinking, oh, you know what? I missed my window to refinance. But uh, 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 think again. There's a lot of things that you haven't been putting into the picture. For instance, you might have other debt that's about to go up big time, like credit card debt. It's going to start spiraling out of control, the interest rates. Maybe wrap it into a home mortgage right now and consolidate and use your equity in your home and save yourself boatloads of money. Another thing you could do, maybe you're able to get a low enough rate to reduce your mortgage from 30 years to 22 years or 20 or 15. The folks at American Financing have every solution and they will do whatever it takes to tap into your home equity, to get you the best rate, to prepare for what's clearly going to be a very difficult, uncomfortable few years in the financial markets. 
we are heading into a perfect financial storm. So why not get into the best position, right? How do you do that? It's simple. Just reach out to my good friends at American Financing today, and they will get you started right away. It's just as simple as that, not more complicated. Give them a call today. You'll know exactly what you need to do, and you'll be up and running. Also, let them know that Just the News sent you, and they will more than gladly get you the best possible thing. And I want to mention something. Their folks do not work on a commission, so they are working for you. They're not working to make that extra buck by scoring a deal for you. They're going to try to find you the best possible deal. And that's what I like about them. I feel so lucky every time we have that opportunity. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports podcast from Justin News. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. Yep, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports podcast from Justin News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.